The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Super Sports Betting Sunday continues here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network, and we're smack dab in the middle of the 56 hours of free video coverage right now. VSIN.com. We have every angle covered, every aspect of the big game covered for you. And coming up in one hour, the sit down exclusive Brent Musburger and legendary sports better Billy Walters with a one on one. This is an exclusive interview right here. VSIN.com for more information. It's VSIN.com. Michael Lombardi there in Jersey. You know what? I'm going to be hanging out with two Jersey guys here yeah. Michael Lombardi. Charlie Weiss is going to join us now. Looking forward to this. Uh, of course, four-time Super Bowl champ Charlie Weiss joins us here on the Lombardi line. Hey, Coach, how are you doing? Good morning. Uh, first of all, let me say congratulations to Mike on his son being the new offensive coordinator for the Las Vegas Raiders. Well, thank you, Charlie. Your son's doing an incredible job, too. I think that'll be an honor that you'll be receiving pretty soon, too, the way his career's gone. So thank you very much. I appreciate you. Yes, so far, so good. So let's get going here. All right, so let's get going with the offense. You just mentioned your son's a coordinator, his son's a coordinator, so let's talk offense. Burrow Stafford, what stands out individually about the two quarterbacks, Coach? I, th I think Stafford's a little bit underrated, to tell you the truth. You know, like right now, uh, Burrow's everyone's favorite flavor ice cream. Everyone wants to talk about just Joe Burrow because it's been a, it's been a great story, especially coming off the injury from last year with a team that was really not not expected to you know to be in this position right now. But if you go back really and look at last week's games. And watch the way Matt Stafford, uh, Matt Stafford played against Tampa. I mean, he was phenomenal. So really, this is this is this is not a one one trick pony you know, Super Bowl. You got two quarterbacks that have have very very good ability and a good, very good chance to be dominant forces in this game. Hey Charlie, when you watch the tape and you see the you see Cincinnati's style of defense, how do you think he's going to approach the the Rams? Because we know McVay will run the football. If he gives him that cover two shell, we know he's going to run it. How do you think he's going to approach this in terms of what is he going to take away the Bengal defense? Well, I think that the I think that he has to run the ball enough attempts. Forget about production. He's got a rough rush enough attempts 
just to keep the keep the Bengals from just sitting there and playing in a two shell the whole time. Let's face it: if you look at the Bengals, uh, Bengals defense, and you look at the Rams offense, what's the first thing the Bengals defense needs to do? They need to take away number ten. I mean, that doesn't take a brain surgeon to figure that. So. The easiest way for them to do that without exposing their whole secondary is to be in a in, in a too high too high shell where you got safeties helping on both sides. So I think that if the Rams could at least have enough rushing attempts in the game, you know, I think that they'll they'll have a chance of being very successful in this game. Conversely, and we're talking to Charlie Weiss here, of course, four-time Super Bowl champ. It's a Lombardi line on Super Bowl Sunday. Conversely. You know, those nine sacks kind of, this is what we've been talking about with this leaky offensive line in the Bengals. How would you approach the offensive game plan for the Bengals, Coach? Well, I think that you really got to try to take some pressure off of Joe Burrow, even though everyone wants to, you know, make his bust for Canton right now. <laughs> I mean, this, this, is, this is a different step that we're talking right now. And before you can start getting into the conversation of, being one of the great ones, you got to be able to win a championship. I think that Joe Mixon is one of those one of those guys that people aren't even looking at as a as a guy who could be, you know, the, the key person in this game. If Joe Mixon, if the offensive line can get Joe Mixon going, it'll help the offensive line in their attempt to block the pass because they have not been very good at it. You know, you know, this year and that could be their Achilles heel in this game. 21 attempts there, Coach, for Mixon and 88 yards versus the Chiefs, 14 and 54 versus the Titans. Do you expect Zach Taylor to commit to this run game? We know he has committed on first down as far as running the football. Do you expect Taylor to commit to the run? Well, I mean, you just gave the stats which told the story. I mean, 14 at rushing attempts and nine sacks, right? Isn't that the same game? Yes, sir. In the 14 rushing attempts, didn't they, didn't they give up nine sacks? Yep, you in the nailed same it. Game? Yes, sir. So, well, if they if they do that again, they're going to get the crap kicked out of them. I think that's well put. Charlie Weiss joining us. We lost Michael for a second. He'll be back here in just a bit. Four-time Super Bowl champ on the Lombardi line. So we are a betting network, and I'll just tell you this. The total is set at 48-and-a-half. Do you expect offensive fireworks tonight? Well, I think that the, the only thing I can't factor in right now are turnovers. You know, you really don't know what's going to happen with turnovers. And the other thing is, these games usually don't get off to a fast start, but they usually have a bunch of scoring in the second half. You know, by, by nature, by nature, if I ever had to pick one or the other, I'm always going over. I'm, I'm very seldom going under because I'm an offensive guy and I want to see offensive, offensive football. But I think that in this game, it's still going to come down to who takes care of the ball the most. So, Picking a winner is one thing. Picking how many points are scored is some, something else. You know, I'm an offensive guy. I'm always going over. Coach, how, what the difference as far as just the build-up, the pomp and circumstance, the, you know, the Bengals specifically come into this with the experience isn't there. We saw the Rams in this position a few years back. But what is the difference with the magnitude of the Super Bowl on these guys? Well, the, the the biggest thing they got going for them is is mojo, right? Yeah. I mean, they got momentum. They got momentum. They they got that air about them. That 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 underdog. 
that underdog mentality that you know they're playing up in there. I mean, Zach can come out and tell everyone, well, we're not the underdogs, but you know in, in that locker room they're, play, they're playing that to its finest. So I think that Cincinnati comes in there with a lot looser than the Rams. I mean, because their expectations were never to be where they are right now. And when you play loose, usually you have an opportunity, you know, for, for good things to happen. You know, the Rams are the ones that they mortgage, the, they mortgage everything to win this year. And if they do win this year, it was worth it. Okay, but they have a lot more pressure on them when, it comes, when you look at the big picture than the Bengals do. Coach, yeah, well put. Coach Charlie Weiss joining us. So, Michael is leaning Rams. As a matter of fact, you know, the number right now, Charlie, is four and a half. The Rams are a four and a half point favorite. Michael said he probably would have made that number closer to the Rams, a six and a half point favorite. Do you agree with Michael's line of thinking as far as the Rams being favored here? If you told me that the number of turnovers in the game are even, I'd say that I'd say the Rams by a lot more than four and a half. Really? Okay, by a lot because I think they have better players. Okay, but at the end at the end of the day, I mean, if they lay the ball on the ground four times like they did against Tampa, I mean, since he will since he will win the game. The the other side of this, as far as yeah, I like how you mentioned the Bengals coming into this uh, playing with house money, the the looseness of the team right now, and the connection with Burrow and Chase. You know, we're talking about props a lot, Coach. As far as Chase is concerned, do you expect Burrow and Chase to hook up a lot? And also, do you expect there to be an island with Ramsey and Jamar Chase? Well, I mean, the fact that you have a guy like Jalen Ramsey that that can match up. You know, I think it is a very, very strong positive for the Rams. But didn't I just watch Mike Evans run right by Jalen Ramsey? Yes, you did. In, in the game against Tampa. So, I mean, even the good ones can get beat. That was on a little bit of a double move. But even, even the good ones could get beat. But I think that because the Rams have Jalen Ramsey, it gives them the opportunity to do one of two things. You can put them on Jalen and then help everyone else, or you could you could help – Help on Jalen with somebody else, bringing um, help help on Chase with somebody else, bringing Jalen you know Jalen to shut down somebody else. I think really at the end of the day, I mean the two guys, the two main guys that the Rams have to be concerned with are Chase and uh, of course Joe uh, Chase and of course Joe Mixon, as I said before. And if you watch in the last game, the one thing, the, another underrated portion of the last game were those were those runs that Burrow where he pulled the ball down and got necessary yardage multiple times. I think the Rams can't just play a too high shell and, and let a linebacker have to worry about trying to t- tackle Joe Burrow by himself. Okay, Coach, before we say goodbye, we can't account for turnovers like you just said, but let me get a prediction here. Coach Charlie Weiss, a prediction, Super Bowl 56. You know, I, I you know, because I have no skin in the game, my head wins out over my heart. Okay, my head tells me to Rams in the game. Okay, my heart's rooting for Cincinnati just because I always root for the underdog when I have no skin in the game. But when I have no skin in the game, my head always wins out over my heart. So, therefore, I'm, 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 pick, I'm picking the Rams to win the game. 
And if all bets are even, I think the Rams could win the game, you know, by two scores if it, it came down to it. Sirius XM NFL Radio, four-time Super Bowl champ. He's Coach Charlie Weiss. Coach, great job, man. Thank you so much for the time today. All right, take care. Okay, there he goes, Coach Charlie Weiss. Of course, you're wondering where Michael is. The Borgata, I kid you not, the Borgata in Atlantic City has lost internet, but we will get him back, don't worry. Josh is going to join us as well. Just right now, I just want to let you know, we are starting to see that hook come back. Again, half a point hook. Rams, four sitting here yesterday. I'm looking across the board at about 10 books, and I'd say seven have the Rams up to four and a half. So Ram money coming in right now, and that total sitting 48 and a half. We continue along here on Super Bowl Sunday. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. There's a lot happening these days. But I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters, without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the 7 most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about 7 minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. to the Lombardi line on VSIN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, it's Express Bet First Bet. Get in on all the horse racing action. Sign up today with the promo code Vegas1000. Get 10 bucks instantly when you do sign up and up to a $1,000 bonus. It's vcin.com slash horses for details. That's vcin.com slash horses. And remember, when you go to Express Bet, use that bonus code Vegas1000. Okay, it's vcin, the sports betting network, 56 hours of coverage. You're now just 45 minutes away from the one-on-one. I cannot wait for it. The whole entire betting industry cannot wait for this. It is Billy Walters, the white whale, the Michael Jordan of sports betting, and Brent Musburger, the goat. They're going to sit down together, and we've got it exclusively here. Let's go to vcin.com for the information. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. You can see over my shoulder, it's starting to get busy here, man. The props are going nuts. Michael Lombardi there at the Borgata. We're going to get him up in just a second. We bring in Josh Applebaum, of course, Market Insights. You know, Josh, you and I during the break were talking about the total, which most books opened right around 49 and a half. I, I love to see the sophistication of a betting market because you're starting to see that total come down, which means some under money here. Uh, just... As a primer, I took a look back to last year. Remember, that total with the Bucks and Chiefs closed 56. So that was a nosebleed and obviously a 31-9 finish of well under. Let's talk about some of these trends as far as the total in the Super Bowl. 
Yeah, you're totally right, Patrick. So if you just look at recent years, we've seen kind of an undertrend. Remember that Patriots game against the Rams? That was a 13-3 game. I think the total there was, I want to say it opened like 55, maybe got down to 52. So I think if you're betting the Super Bowl, here's the thing. Like when we get to the biggest game of the year, this is the biggest game where the public comes in to bet. They may not have grinded all year long betting regular season, but it's the big game. People are having parties. They want to have some fun. And you got to remember, there's a, a thing going on in the market right now where with this influx of public betting, the biggest sporting event of the year, where's the public? going to want to lean you know psychologically you're going to lean a little bit to the favorite you're going to lean to the over so kind of going contrarian you know can't have some value now when we we're talking about the the dog opportunity there with the Bengals it's 50 50 there's not much contrarian value there it's an inflated line spot but Patrick to your point with the under it looks kind of sharp you know open around 50 uh, you have a majority of bets here at BetMGM almost 60 percent of bets taking the over want to root for points want to have a high scoring game have some fun but we did see it fall you know around 50 down to 48 and a half but here's the other thing. This is why sports betting is challenging. Today, we're starting to see buyback on that over, Patrick. A lot of those 48 and a halfs are now juiced up to around minus 115. Yep. I see at least one shop at 49. So game day action, again, leaning more back toward today with the Rams, leaning a bit to the over. But again, you look at these trends. The trends really benefit the under, Patrick. If you look again, last three years, Super Bowl unders are 3-0. and When the total is 48 or higher, we consider a high total. Uh, the under is 6-2 and since 2008. You also look at unders this playoffs, eight and four to the under. Rams are two and one to the under in the postseason since he's three and zero. Oh. Uh, so to me, Patrick, if you're looking at one of these spots, remember there are teaser opportunities. So if you like the Bengals, you want to get some more room, you could take them up to ten and a half, go through seven, go through ten. It really depends on your perspective on the total. Like uh, right now, it bottomed out. It looks like it's creeping back up. You could tease that total down to forty-two and a half. You want to go the other way and go with these under trends. You could tease it up to 54 and a half. So a lot of options here, Patrick, but early money went under and now game day money looks like it's creeping back up to 49. It tells me if you like the over 48 and a half is your best number Yeah, with these numbers. I wouldn't advise a teaser. I would say if you are going to tease the Bengals up, Josh, get a four and a half and go through that 10. Let's make sure that we get that in there. And as far as the splits, you see it right there, Josh, bet MGM and John Ewing. I mean, these are razor thin. It's weird that it's the Super Bowl and it's a standalone, Josh, but these, I mean, the the bets, the handle, the tickets, it's essentially 50-50, not just on the spread, but also the total. Yeah, you're totally right, Patrick. So again, kind of even money. And again, when you look at kind of betting splits, I think the important thing is try to compare that to the line movement. So we have 50-50 basically action here on this game. Tells you maybe Sharps have a disagreement. Some liked them early there with the, the Rams like three and a half, four. Now you do have some buyback there, Bengals four and a half. But theoretically, 50-50 action, a line shouldn't move at all. So we do know that maybe these sharper wagers did lean Rams early based on that movement. And to your point, you know, going contrarian, the contrarian play would be the under because we have 50-50 tickets on the spread, but it is around 60% to that over and it has dipped a little bit. So I'll lean under here a little bit, Patrick. And I think Charlie Weiss, our, our, our last guest here was talking about it, maybe even targeting like no score in the first six minutes or first quarter under you tend to see these super bowls start off a little slow and then maybe you get a better number on a live line. Yeah. I'm starting to get, you know, your, your bangles four and a half and Josh is on the Bengals here. No surprise there with my man going contrarian, <laughs> but I heard, you know, honestly, the way that Michael's talking about this game and Charlie Weiss, Charlie Weiss, I, all things considered equal, and that always comes down to turnovers when we're talking the NFL and football in general. He said he likes the Rams by a lot. And <laughs> another thing, we just went to 195 on the money line. So, again, if you want to bet the Rams, it got up to $2. And when we say $2 here on the network, we, that essentially what we're saying is to win a dollar, you got to bet $2 on the Rams just to win the game, mitigate that point spread. We were down to 185 when I walked in here this morning, and we're back up to 195. We're starting to see that favorite money come in here. 
Yeah, and really, Patrick, you know, kind of one thing that I was looking at, and again, when you get to the Super Bowl, we have this two-week, you know, lead-up to the game. So I think a lot of, you know, things that I think about are, you know, early money and early movement compared to, like, midweek and then game day movement. I always put a lot of stock into game day movement because that's really when the odds makers kind of have the best feel for where the money is, where the liability is, their limits get raised later in the week. So I'm wondering, Patrick, like, when that opened three and a half, uh, was it, and again, you talk about, like, true moves and fake moves. You know, Billy Walters in the upcoming interview, I don't know if he touches on on this, but sharps uh, sometimes Patrick like to head fake, like they'll hit maybe the Rams early at low limits to bring this thing up to four and a half to get a better number on their true position. The Bengals. Now, I don't know if that's true, but look at that total. You know, they hit the under early. Now it's rising. Did they hit the under just to bring it down to get a better number? Now hit it. Now these are the little things to look out for. I don't think there's a, a really a perfect way to identify a true move based against a maybe kind of a head fake move. But game day movement to me is the great equalizer, and it is leaning Rams and is starting to lean back to the over. Yeah, just 39 minutes away from the sit down. I hope they talk about line manipulation with Brent and Billy because I know Chris Andrews behind my shoulder. They're grinding Vinny and the crew and Jimmy Vaccaro. They don't like line manipulation, and that is something that is maybe you could explain that or elucidate a little bit on that for new betters when you're talking about line manipulation, Josh. Yeah, so line manipulation is basically like we're going to hit something, not the side that we really like, but we're going to hit it. And what that means is, you know, bet a big amount early or whatever the limits are allow you to bet. And that's not a true position. The whole point is to kind of move the market one way, manipulate it so that you can come back later at a higher limit. Again, be able to bet more money on your true position. So in this case, was it, hey, do they hit the Rams early three and a half to bring it up to four and a half and then hit the four and a half? That's the sort of thing you like to look for. And this can be maddening for betters because is it a true move? Is it not? But again, late movement to me is the great equalizer, and it is leaning Rams. It is leaning a little bit to the over now. I would say, and Josh Applebaum here, Lombardi line, of course, here on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. We're going to get Michael back. We've got Thomas Gable coming up. We've got Phil Sims coming up, so we're jam-packed. I would say the one thing, just as far as probability and taking a look at a, a few of the props, uh, Acres money is coming. And we just heard, you know, we had Mike Martz on yesterday. He loved the over as far as Acres at 62 and a half. Weiss just said he likes Acres. What I would say is there is such, there is so much discussion as far as what McVay is going to do as far as handing out the football, in, including Henderson, who's back off the IR. Remember, Higby the tight end, and the tight end's important here because Stafford loves going to that tight end, and the Bengals don't defend the tight end. However, Henderson's back. Great catcher out of the backfield as well. Michelle, and then, of course, you've got Cam Akers. We'll throw up his props. It, just as far as dissemination, I'd be worried here betting one of these three. I would be a little bit too, Patrick. So again, Henderson being activated, does he take away some snaps from Akers? Also remember Sony Michelle, you know, if you're like an anytime touchdown scorer and you like Akers, is Michelle kind of the bigger back, get it at the one yard line and punch it in. These are the little things you got to keep an eye out for. So with Akers, it has been very popular to his over 58 and a half up to 63 and a half. But I think what's important, Patrick, is not is trying not to get the worst of the number. Like if you're betting the Akers over 63 and a half right now, you're getting it at the worst number after it's moved five points. And sometimes what a lot of wise guys do who tend to lean on no's and minus numbers and unders where the public really loves, you know, overs and yeses and plus money is that they look for the big discrepancy. So at this point, 
Is their value on acres now under at an inflated 63 and a half? These are the things you got to look at. It's not just what prop you like. It's what number you get and really looking for big discrepancies that move and then, you know, high water or low water marking it. That's another way some wise guys like to approach props. MVP, Josh Applebaum, no surprise here. The quarterback's your favorites. Okay. You've got Stafford at one and a quarter plus one thirty. excuse me, one plus one thirty five. You've got Burrow two and a quarter plus two twenty five. And generally that's where we see it go to the quarterback. Yeah, you look at the last 10 years, Patrick, seven out of the last 10 MVPs have been quarterbacks. Also, I know a lot of, you know, people want to have some fun today and bet, you know, uh, like OBJ, you know, 25 to one or some of these bigger ones and try to cash it. But this is kind of an award where it tends to go to chalk. Again, last 10 years, seven out of the 10 have been quarterbacks. Seven out of the 10 winners have also been plus 500 or less. So there's only two players with plus 500 or less odds, Stafford and Burrow. Patrick Burrow is taking in the lion's share of these MVP bets. He's getting 18% of tickets, but 25% of the money at BetMGM. And think of it this way: you can get the Bengals. What are they around plus two? You know, plus 180 money line. If you think they're going to win, and the award typically goes to the quarterback, you could get a better payout if you bet actually Burrow MVP plus 225. And that's a very important lesson there. That's correlative betting, Josh. So there's a correlation there with his bets that new betters can tie into. Okay, we continue. Stick around, Josh. We're going to get Michael back as well as we continue along here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It's Super Bowl 56. 56 hours of coverage continues right here on VSIN. And again, I'm so excited, so I'm going to keep on mentioning it. We're 35 minutes away from the sit-down with Brent Musburger and Billy Walters. Come on back. It's the Lombardi Line presented by BetMGM. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, the Big Game Betting Guide is free to download right now. We've got, still got plenty of time. Go to vcin.com slash Super Bowl to get your free guide for the big game. And you know what I'm talking about, trends, strategies, props, tips from our experts. It's vcin.com slash Super Bowl. Michael Lombardi at the Borgata, is he? Yes, he is. We got my man back. I'm Patrick Maher, live from the VEASAN studios here at the South Point. Michael Lombardi watches a lot of tape. I don't know if there's anybody in media or anywhere that watches more tape than our next guest. Phil Sims, two-time oh, Super Bowl champ, joins us. Phil, first off, best. thank you for joining. The great one. There should be music playing when he comes on. <laughs> how, how, much how much tape of the Bengals and Rams have you watched? And be honest, Phil. Oh, I don't know. I, I, honestly, this week, not a lot because I cover them all year long, and there's so much said about the Super Bowl. I just go, okay, what is there really to put out there that a lot of people haven't heard, copy, or know? And, Patrick, let me say this. I, he beat me to the punch. The great one is on the other line for me, the Michael Lombardi. And he always, every time I pick up, I call him, he picks up the phone. Oh, great one. I mean, you know. <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. Michael, before you say anything, I like you both because you both beat up on Christopher Mad Dog Russo. Sims and the Mad Dog. And then they had a picks contest, Phil, where Michael Lombardi beat Mad Dog's butt. So we like that. <laughs> oh, I like that. Yeah. I was keeping up with it all year long. He usually comes on on Fridays right after me. And uh, listen, the difference between, Mike, what you guys do, which I love, I have to pick every game on Tuesdays. I mean, my head is still swimming from the weekend, <laughs> but I did have a winning record overall picking all the games. So th that's all I try to do, and at least I did that. It's not great, but I, I survived somehow. 
Uh, I mean, they put you in such a bad spot, you know, especially, uh, and I'm waiting until Sunday to make the picks, and, and, and it's so difficult. But when you watch this game, I know you've broken it yeah. down. Let's, let's look at it this way. What do you think Joe Burrow and Zach Taylor's offensive approach is going to be to cover up this offensive line today? Well, you know, let me just start off with a little quick statement here. The Rams are not buying a Super Bowl title if they win. They just did things different than other teams in the NFL, and maybe some other teams will try to copy it if they're this close. Hard to copy it because we don't talk about anybody but the stars with the Rams. But their underbelly or whatever, that second line of guys, they've got a lot of good players, and that's the difference. And Cincinnati, what have they done? They're going to change all teams in the league, Mike. Every owner is going to sit there and go, well, hell, they went 10-7 and seven and went to the Super Bowl. Why can't we do that? And turn, Why can't we turn our team around as fast as the Bengals did theirs? So, whatever. Uh, Patrick, I'm sorry I had to get, a, get that no, off please. my because people have been beating please. me up all week about that. So. <laughs> no, no I, we love it, Phil. So, the approach. So, not, what do you think about the Cincinnati yeah. O-line? Yeah. Hey, will they play six offensive linemen sometimes today to get extra protection? They could do that. Of course, I, I will be shocked. If they don't keep the running back in some, have the tight end chip, all those things that we all know. And they got to be careful. When you're playing an explosive pass rush like they are, don't lose the game early by being too aggressive and thinking, you know, get a feel for what that offensive line or defensive line is physically and then in person. And I always think this, too. Offensive linemen, as the game goes along, can adapt to the speed, the talent of the guy across from them. And a little bit just to say this. Against Kansas City, the Cincinnati offensive line was borderline horrendous in the first half. But they did play better in the second. It wasn't great, but it was good enough to give Joe Burrow and those receivers a chance to win. So we're going to see a lot of things. But I would think Cincy's offense, by and large, get rid of it quick, be a little careful, try to run the ball, all those things to get into the flow of the game and, and don't let it blow up on you early. The great Phil Sims joining us here on the Lombardi. I, I, I have to ask you just specifically your thoughts on Joe Burrow. I know you've given him out plenty, but what do you see when you watch Joe Burrow, Phil? Well, listen, listen I, I'm not, I don't even, you know, I'm just going to tell the truth about it. When he came out, I liked him a lot, but I have to admit he's even much better than I ever expected him to be. I think the injury, I'm not going to say, look, it was a blessing for him, but the guy that I see now is so much physically better than the guy I saw last year. And, you know, the rehab, getting stronger, he got a little bigger. And, of course, he worked on his throwing. Mike, which is really these NFL quarterbacks, if you're not working on your throwing during the offseason to perfect it, to get better, then you're losing ground and you don't love the game enough, in my opinion. But he's, I, I got a chance in person at the uh, championship game. I went out there and kind of stood behind him and to the side so he wouldn't see me. And I watched him. And first off, he's a big dude. That was one thing. You know, got great legs, all that, which helps him get out of trouble sometimes. His movement, we saw him break some tackles with Chris Jones. But his arm is noticeably stronger. He's spinning it more. What does that mean? It means it's much easier to catch. It fights through the elements, whatever it is. And... You know, he is truly Joe Cool, and he reminds me, when I watch him, not Tom Brady, he reminds me of Joe Montana. I've said that. People told him I said that, and he goes, 
Well, let's uh, slow down there a little bit. <laughs> but he does remind me of that. Slick in the pocket, more athletic than we think, very graceful when he throws, and just a, a really good decision maker who can go from one receiver to the next about as good as anybody in the, in the NFL. And that's saying a lot about a young quarterback. Let me ask you, Phil, when he got sacked those nine times in Tennessee, if that would have been you and you would have walked over to the great Bill Parcells, what would he have said to you? <laughs> hey, 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 Sims, kids, get rid of the rigging. You know, I mean, come on. It's not that hard. Find somebody throw it to him. But, course, after he could yell at me, Mike, I would have went and sat on the bench, and I would sit next to Bardo to my center, which I did many times, and I would just wail on him. And he'd go, well, Phil, it's not my guy. And I'd go, Bart, I don't care. You're the center. Fix it. And he would always kind of yeah. like, okay, I'll fix it. But, you know, the great thing about those sacks, not the great thing, but the thing that stood out to me is I watched the game, and as I watched it again on the Monday, is that how he managed the game, and he kind of realized what kind of game he was in, Mike and Patrick. So he wasn't willing to take a chance throwing the football or be getting sacked and try, you know, desperation, all those kind of things, and it worked out for him. So I'm not saying it was great, but the fact that he handled it and didn't turn the ball over and, and was careful, realizing, again, the game. And, Patrick, I talk about this with Mike all the time, and we've had 100 discussions over the past. Managing games from the coaching aspect of it and your quarterback managing the game are so important, and, and Joe Burrow does that, I think, exceptionally well. In 13 seasons in, Phil, you got a manager over there in Matthew Stafford. McVay's approach, will he try to establish the run game against this Cincy D? I think he's going to do what he's been doing here late in the year. I think he's going to really kind of be patient, run the ball, even though, you know, most of the time they're not good at it. I mean, my gosh, I saw him. I see more one-yard and two-yard runs. But it's just keeping your offense blind and aggressive, keep the defense guessing a little. And that's all they're really trying to Yeah, they'd love to pop some big runs. They could. But I think that's just about pacing the game and doing what's overall right for your football team. Keep your linemen aggressive. And like I said, maybe settle the defensive lineman down just somewhat. But I think Sean McVay will be somewhat patient with the run game. If he sees that they can't get pressure on it and Stafford has time, then you know I would expect him then to open it up. And I love the Rams offense much better this time than I did three years or whatever how many years ago it was when they played New England in the Super Bowl. It just has more place to it. And, of course, the quarterback has made a big difference, too. Yeah, I mean, his toughness, Phil, speak on that. I mean, I think that's really oh. the difference. His ability to hold the football that one-eighth of a second longer than Goff has made a huge difference. Well, you know, Mike, to me, the degree of difficulty, what Sean McVay asked him a lot of times. Now, they did I think it is a year, here late in the year, they've come up with more screens and little, uh, you know, blocking delays and release, that kind of stuff by the tight end, get some easy throws. But the degree of difficulty in so many throws, and it's read to the right, one, two, whatever, and they're not open, turn and throw a 15 to 20 yard in cut on the backside. Who the hell does that in the game? <laughs> you know, I mean, really, nobody. But Stafford is. The best in-cut thrower, I think, in the NFL. He was great in Detroit. His toughness is never talked about. He can stand in there, take beatings, take hits. We saw it in Detroit. We've seen it in LA this year. And 
hey, his big problem is just this. And he believes in that right arm so much, and he's never seen a window that was too small. So he believes, oh, there it is. There's a little window. It's got that Brett Favre in a little bit, and he'll throw it in there. And he makes a lot of great throws. But, um, you know, that also can get you trouble. It takes a tip or two to change a game around. So we'll see how patient he is today. Phil, I just have 30 seconds left, but I need a prediction from the great Phil Sims. What do you got? You know, this great Phil Sims thing, man, we got to stop that crap. The, the greatest. Uh, I love you, man. You go for it. <laughs> hey, wait, Parcells did it just to mock me a little bit. Oh, you're talking about the great Phil Sims. Oh, and it, and it sticks, but whatever. My prediction is this. I'm going to take the Rams. I think they're the better team. I think they're going to handle the pressure. I take them 30 to 20 over the Bengals. Okay, the average Phil Sims. Thank you, Phil. We appreciate you. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate <laughs> you so much. Thank you, right, Phil. Michael, Patrick, Patrick. Okay. Okay, Thanks, NFL man. on CBS. He's a great guy. He's so good, man. Uh, that's Weiss, Lombardi, and Sims all on the Rams. Gable's next from the Borgata. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You're listening to the Lombardi Line on v featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi... Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, I'll make this quick. Bet MGM today for new betters. Ten bucks. Pick the Rams or Bengals. Either team scores a touchdown, you're going to win $200. It does not get better than that. Bet MGM, the king of sportsbooks. You have to use the bonus code SB200. Okay, it's SB200 for new betters. Go to betmgm.com or simply download the app. It's 1-800-GAMBLER if you have an issue. Lombardi Line, VSIN, the sports betting network. It's Super Sports Betting Sunday here on VSIN. I'm going to formally introduce Thomas Gable in a second. Michael, I just wanted to say to you, because we had the connection issues, you didn't hear Charlie Weiss. He essentially said, all things considered equal as far as turnovers, he likes the Rams big. You like the Rams, and then you just heard Phil Simms, he likes the Rams. There's a little bit of a thread with those in the know kind of building here. You know, what I was saying to Thomas here next to me is, I think anybody who watches tape and studies football sees the Rams as the better team. I mean, that's just, that's not, but what Charlie said in the interview was that mojo is a factor. And as someone who's never bet on anything before in his career until I started working at Visa, and I still don't bet, but I give out advice, sometimes the tape lies. You've got to handicap the game more than just the football element. And I think that's ultimately, I think all football people think the Rams are going to dominate the game. People that study the tape, watch the tape, know the matchups. I think there's no doubt about that. However, there's always that mojo that comes into play, TG. Our Not buddy Thomas mojo, Gable. But, Hi, buddy. Yeah, not only Mojo, but 
Patrick uh, hello good morning good morning but one of the things that Patrick just touched on he mentioned turnovers yep turnovers is going to be yep. you know that could be the Achilles heel for the Rams I think that could sink them so I think that's it I mean if they play a clean game like Charlie said yep. and, Phil, and the way I see they'll play the game because I think he'll run it and try to play a clean game I think that gives them a tremendous favor and I think he'll control the pace of the game this is their moment yeah our teammate of course race and sports book director Thomas Gable joins us and thank you Thomas because I know it's a busy day by the way coming up in about 13 minutes Billy Walters and Brent Musburger as a bookmaker I would imagine Thomas you'd be excited to hear this conversation with Billy Walters Oh, absolutely. I'm glad that uh, we weren't in business legally in Jersey when uh, he was in his heyday. So, uh, uh, no, I'm, listen, I'm sure Billy got down in Jersey and, you know, Philly and New York uh, back then. But, uh, it, you know, we weren't we weren't operating legally back in those days. So, well, there could be another Billy Walters be, moving to Vegas, sure. too. I got one coming. He's four and a half years old. Yeah. He might be well, coming. He, he could be he the could next guy. Over. He could be the next Billy Walters. Do, yes. do, Dom Walters guy. is coming to town. Okay. Dominic Lombardi yeah, Walters. That's yes. right. Let's Let's, uh, let's set it up. It looks like we're starting to see some Ram money trickle in. We're up to 195 and four and a half here. How about there regionally at the Borgata? Yeah, so we're at four and a half. Uh, the the money line two two dollars uh, for the Rams on the money line, and that's really where our liability lies here. Uh, we're we're actually uh, 175 offering here on the Bengals money line, uh, but. 59% of the tickets on the side is on Cincy. 63% of the money on the spread there is on Cincy here. And 54% uh, of the tickets is on the over uh, of 48 and a half. And that total right now sitting uh, at 48 and a half. We will have a decision uh, as it stands right now. Probably need the under to come in there. Uh, and again, that kind of sets up to uh, what we were discussing earlier this morning, which was, uh, do we think the Bengals are going to uh, try to continue to run the ball here on first down and look to really uh, waste some clock and, uh, and slow the game down? That, slow yeah. the game down. That's right. Yeah, I think that's the question. And, and I think, too, Thomas, the big question that I have is, you know, McPherson, when you get to that 37, 38 yard yeah. line, he's making it. Were you going to be aggressive on third and eight at that point on your play call? Or are you going? Going to just know that you got the kick coming or are you going to go for it at midfield on fourth down knowing that if you just one more first down you get it I think that's the pressure on Zach Taylor and I think what Phil Simms said was so true Burrow recognizes how the game is going not a lot of coaches do nor players and he plays the game that way which I think gives them an advantage certainly I think it's uh, it's critical so uh, I mean I look I like the Rams everything about football tells me the Rams but that mojo factor does come into play How's the prop market over there at the Borgata shaping up here, Thomas? It's uh, heating up uh, for sure. We've, uh, we actually took a uh, $75,000 wager on um, Stafford to throw an interception, uh, at least one interception today. Uh, that's uh, juiced to 150 if you want the over there of the half. So uh, uh, need uh, Stafford to have a clean game. I'm not sure that's going to uh, happen, but... Uh, we're certainly rooting for that, and uh, also the uh, the Mixon uh, some uh, some Mixon props here. The Mixon receiving yards of 26 and a half. That's getting hit to the over yeah, here I like as that well. Too. Mm -hmm. I like that. We talked yeah, about I think, that one a little I think earlier. he's going to be a factor. And, and I think what we talked about, slowing down this Rams rush, you're going to throw a bunch of different screens, you know, tight end screens, back screens, all different kind of crossway screens, option screens. I, I think Mixon has got to make some plays in the pass game. There's no doubt. Hey, Thomas. Yeah, if I mean. Oh, please. I'm sorry, Thomas. Please. 
No, I mean, for, for us, for the liability and the props, of course, we, we, we talked about it uh, a week ago or so, the first touchdown score, uh, such a popular prop, and uh, liability in that one really lies with the two quarterbacks for us. And, uh, again, uh, just those who are betting it, a PSA, uh, again, the quarterback, if you're betting the quarterback to be the first touchdown scorer, they have to run it in or have to rush it in or – in the uh, off chance that they catch a pass there uh, on a touchdown. It does not, it does not count as a win special. if they pass for a touchdown. Yeah, you had to bring up so, the um, special. <laughs> you had to bring up Nick Foles. The, it does I, happen. It, it does, does happen. happen. May I, Philly special, may I ask you, are you three first half Rams laying it? Yes. Yes, we are. We are uh, three in the first half, and uh, again, uh, people are betting uh, the Rams' first half. They're laying the three for sure, and um, uh, the actually the the under there in the first half is also getting bet. Uh, that is 23 and a half right now is what that total sitting at. Michael's leaning over on the game. I can I know that. Yeah, I am. You no are. Doubt. So you no like doubt. that 48 yeah, no. and a half over. I do. I think it's going to be a little bit of an offensive game. I mean, look, the, the, the Rams are good on defense, 18% allowing third downs, only six third down conversions. But I think as we saw in the Buck game, if, when they get a little tired, they're going to be able to – they get this lead, I think the Bengals will continue to be able to nibble away at it. I think it's going to be a game that, that will pr process itself in the fourth quarter as a separation. And the, I think the Rams win the game, there's no doubt in my mind, assuming, as Charlie said, Phil said – you, know, you can't turn the ball over. You can't give them extra possessions because this is where the Bengals have get generated a lot of success is creating those turnovers. So I know you mentioned, but you're, you're going to need, is there going to be a big decision or are you pretty much split? Uh, no, there's not going to be a big decision here, um, at least the way that we sit currently. And, and that's what you want here, certainly on Super Bowl Sunday. You, you want to, uh, there isn't necessarily a sharp side in the Super Bowl. There never is. You just want to continue to, to book as much as you can and balance it out. And um, right now, there's, there's no big decision. Now, of course, you know, it doesn't mean that somebody isn't going to come in and drop a couple hundred thousand dollars uh, on, on a side or, you know, on a total. Uh, that will more than likely happen as it always does every year so uh, but right now as we sit we're in we're in very good shape for the game uh, pretty balanced action uh, both uh, side and total again a little bit of decision on the, on the total there we'll need the under but uh, overall we'll, we'll be in good shape okay we're heading you get a lot of action at halftime will you get a lot of action at halftime Reap yeah and oh, actually yeah. so obviously you can also bet it in play right you can bet huh? bet side total and we're actually going to be offering some props in play today as well oh, so good. you can do some player props uh, as the game goes uh, so so look at if you're if you're here uh, you can certainly do that as well Michael I got to get we got about two minutes I want to get an official play from Michael Lombardi Super Bowl 56 I'll give you four and a half and 48 and a half on the number I like the Rams 3120. <laughs> that is a Rams cover wow. and an over. A correlation with the favorite and over from Michael Lombardi. Will you take his action there, Thomas? Sure. Right. We'll, we'll take anybody's action. <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Well, the, no that's, problem. By the way, it's I not Michael's guy's action. action. Do we have, we got our buddy Dom making a play because we know the King, yeah. King, yeah, King is making a play he's here. He's got action. He's got it. He's got it. We'll see if we can roll the video. I don't know if you can there hear him. There he is, the Michael. Video, but there he is. There he is. He's now, got we the don't two have... helmets in his hand. Look. 
We don't have audio, but he is Dominic. Look at him. Look at my man. For the Dominic fan club, he is on the Rams. Is that correct, Michael? He's on the Rams. That's right. He's on the Rams. He had the Rammies. He called them the Rammies in the video. (laughs) Laying the points. Not the money line. Not the undefeated Cardinals. (laughs) Not the undefeated Cardinals. He's laying the Rammies. He's talking the Rammies. Got to love it. So, First off, Thomas, good luck today. It's going to be a busy day there at the Borgata. Coming up next, Michael, and I'll let you, we got a minute to go, a sit-down with Brent Musburger and Billy Great. Walters, two of the greatest of all time, one-on-one coming up in just about a minute. Thoughts on that? Well, I, I, I'm sure Brent's going to have him pick a game, and certainly that'll that's going to get ready for the action to come in on that once Billy announces <laughs> who he's getting. I think that's going to be the best part of this is you want to see steam? This is truly steam, Billy Walters, when he decides if he's going the over and who he's picking. So I'm excited. I mean, look, it's two of the greatest of all time talking at one of the greatest restaurants in the world. So there's a lot of greatness in that conversation. It is monumental. And Mr. Vaccaro is there, too. <laughs> and yep, Jimmy's going to be sitting with him as well. It's monumental, yeah. Yeah. and you can watch the whole interview go to vcin.com thank you very much enjoy the game today boys appreciate it thank you patrick thank Thank you matt santos okay thank you everybody behind the scenes everybody did a hell of a job today our coverage continues all the way through the super bowl follow the money but next brent musburger and billy walters exclusively here on vcin the sports betting network At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.